an interview with actor and musician Christian Kane from Angel, Leverage, and Close to Home. Stay tuned. Hello once again, and welcome to the TV series finale podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Kimball. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, thanks so much for joining me once again. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining me, and I want you to know that this is part of the tvseriesfinale.com website. It's a site that's devoted to TV show cancellation news, last episodes, and reunions. Today, we have an interview with actor and musician Christian Kane. He's best known for playing slimy lawyer Lindsay McDonald on the cult-favorite show Angel. Aside from series star David Boreanaz, he is the only actor to appear on both the pilot and the series finale. Though he wasn't a series regular, his character featured prominently in seasons 1, 2, and 5. As you may recall, Christian's character met his demise in the series finale at the hands of Lorne, the karaoke demon and was both outraged and humiliated that he was killed by one of Angel's flunkies, instead of the vampire himself. Following that, Christian became a regular on CBS's Close to Home legal series, starring opposite Jennifer Finnegan. He played her construction worker husband, but left the show at the end of the first year. The show lasted just two seasons before being canceled. Today, Christian is a regular on TNT's action series, Leverage. The show follows a moral group of criminals who take great pride in conning other lawbreakers. He plays Elliot Spencer, who is essentially the muscle of the group. As the first season of Leverage comes to a close, fans will be very happy to know that it's already been renewed for season two. Christian also has a band, has played worldwide, and has surpassed over a million and a quarter song plays on MySpace. I spoke with Christian recently about his many projects, and it's a pleasure to bring the interview to you now. show leverage i've seen and think it's really fun and really uh full of action and you know kind of a nice well-rounded show and i've heard it kind of described as a cross between oceans 11 and a team does that sound kind of accurate yeah it is that's exactly it man you know what the fun thing about is i get to play like b.a baracus i was a big fan of the a team growing up and so i mean mr t i I kind of based the character on to be honest with you so it's fun to uh it's fun to be the heavy and uh and to get to play one of the guys i used to sit in front of the tv and watch every every tuesday night and ironically we're on tuesday night so it's kind of it's kind of cool to do that yeah no absolutely i can understand and a lot of people when when they use the a team i mean make no mistake i did i based this character on b.a baracus that's awesome so your your character is kind of well what I call kind of the enforcer of the group. Yeah. And it seems to be a really good fit for you in that it's it's a very physical role. Yeah. Um do you kind of lean towards physical roles? No, I just get them, man. I don't know what's I don't know what's 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 happened here. I'm getting uh, <laughs> hope I'm not being typecasted, but I'm always the bad guy. So and that's what that was what was so uh, intriguing about this role is that John Rogers wrote it in a sense where I am the bad guy, but at the same time you read for me, and it was it was you know so many years. I, I worked on Angel five years, right? 
on Angel with my best friend David Boreanaz, and he was a vampire. He was a bad guy. He was a, he was a, uh, a demon in some sense, but everybody rooted for him. Right. And I was a lawyer. I was a mortal man, and nobody rooted for me whatsoever. So, right, right. So I, I learned a lot by watching David and and, be, and and being the bad guy, but also the good guy. And so now I get to play that, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's excellent. But yeah, definitely a good guy with a heart, and that you're going to root right. for. Exactly. Now, I heard somewhere that you almost didn't have any interest in this role. Well, you know what? This thing has been blown out of proportion. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Okay. I read the script. I read the script, and I didn't know John Rogers or Dean Devlin were attached to it. Right. So they handed me the script, and it said, Elliot Spencer, first of all, the name turned me off. Elliot Spencer walks into a room with wire rim glasses, sipping on a cup of tea. Right. And I went, I threw it across the room. I was like, I'm not playing this guy. Come on. This is not me. And my agent called and said, hey, you got to, did you read it? And I went, yeah, it's not for me. He was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, you know, John Rogers wrote it. And, and, and I went, oh, my God. So I went and picked it back up. And it said, Elliot Spencer walks into the room, wearing glasses, sipping on tea, kicks the shit out of everybody. And then I went, oh, my God, I've screwed up. I go, please get me on a plane. So they got me on a plane. I think it was a day late, but John saw me anyway. And I went in and read for it. And God bless him for casting me because I almost missed it. I almost dropped the ball. That's great. So yeah, and uh, yeah, but it has been blown up, unfortunately. It's not like I wasn't going to do it, and then I ended up doing it. I mean, I would. I, listen, I, this is the role, and, and you can print this. This is the role I was sitting there on my on my hands and knees and praying for back in Oklahoma when I was a kid, going, "Please, God, let me be an actor." That's awesome. And this is the this is the role that I dreamed of, and these are the people that I dreamed of working with. So, yeah, it's not a it's not a, it's not a disrespectful thing whatsoever. I was just tired of being the the pussy. Yeah. And uh, I didn't read far enough down the down the strip to see that this guy's a bad. Right, right. Definitely different than his first first few paragraphs. Exactly. Right. Congratulations on the show being picked up for a second season. That's that's wonderful. Thank you, man. Yeah. Now the season one finale is a two parter and um the teams target kind of the CEO who denied Timothy Hutton's character's son medical treatment. Right. Do you know if the last episode of this season was kind of created as sort of a de facto series finale in case the show didn't get picked up? Um, you know what? We were so confident that it was, and i got to be honest with you, just because of the team we put together. Right. That was never a – I know you've seen it. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Okay. So most people haven't seen it. But, um, but it, it, we, were so, we were confident with the team that we put together with uh, Dean Devlin and, of course, John Rogers' whole writing staff right. and being, being backed by TNT. I've worked with TNT for many a year. TNT is, uh, is, is my home. Yeah. You know, I did uh, Crossfire Trailer, which is the number one television movie in the history of television, and then I did, and it got beat by Steven Spielberg's Into the West, which I also did. You know what I mean? So, it's like, so this, has been my, this has been my home for a long time, and I'm on Angel every morning. I love this network. With a network like TNT behind you, Right, you, you can't you can't go wrong, and, and as, long, as long as you've got a good show, as long as you've got something with some substance, which we did, yeah, we felt really good about it. And so there was never a if we didn't get picked up kind of thing. We always we, I've never seen that in Dean's eyes, which was very important as an actor. Right, if you start seeing some weird shit in your producer's eyes, then then, then you can start questioning your stuff and it'll fuck with your work. Right. But I've never seen that in Dean's in Dean's eyes. I've never seen it once, and so it was very very great to see that and hear that. So we never once. Like walked outside the box or took a took a line the other way. We just wanted the American public to uh, to be. To, we're always trying to listen. We're con artists, man. We're trying to pull a con here. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. and, and do a good show. Yeah. Um, 
it seems like the show's going to run for, obviously, a long time. And yeah, I hope so. We're very fortunate to work with who we work with. But when the time comes to end the series, do you have any thoughts on how you'd like to see the group go out, kind of fighting or finding some sort of happy ending or somewhere in between? I think they should, I think they should play Bon Jovi's Blaze of Glory when we go out <laughs> <laughs> and roll credits. We either, we either have to be blown out. I think everybody should die. You know what? Josh Whedon's one of my favorite guys in the world. And, yeah. And, and, and the funny thing was, is that Fox screwed up. And I didn't even mind calling him out. Fox screwed up. They said, hey, we're going to cancel Angel. And I was in the room. It was me, James Marsters, uh, my, my my great friend, uh, um, Jay August Richards, mm-hmm. and David Boyanis. It was us four in the room when Josh Whedon came in and goes, we've been canceled. And we were doing a dungeon scene, which was really dark and stuff like that. And they said, hey, you know, we, uh, we've been canceled. And Fox realized they screwed up. So they tried to cut a deal with Joss Whedon. And say, you know what, we, we, we didn't mean to, uh, you know, maybe we'll do like a, a movie every other week or something like that. And uh, Joss's answer to that was, okay, he put his pen to his pad and said, everybody dies. <laughs> 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 so, don't worry, Angel. You're not going to get it. You're not going to buy it. You're not going to do anything. Everybody's dead. And I thought that was a brilliant way to do it. And I think John and, and Dean are the same way. When we go out, we went out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that sounds like a good way, and it sounds like it'll match the tone of the show. I think so, yeah. Now, I have to ask you about Angel since you brought him up. Uh, now, your character, actually, you were the only actor, I believe, other than David Boreanaz, who was in both the first and last episodes of Angel. Is that true? There's only, there's only two actors that did the pilot and the final episode of Angel, yeah. and that was me and David Boreanaz, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, David was a friend of mine long before that, so it's kind of a little bit of somebody pays you to go to work to try to kill your best friend. That's the <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, and, actually, the show, I believe, was canceled five years ago this month. Yeah, wow, that's crazy, man, really? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, it's been five years? Five years ago. How long has fucking Bones been on? Um, I think I think they might be in their fourth season. Wow. Wow, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. It was great, man. We walked off the set the same day, man. It was it was really cool. I was on I was on set the first day and I was on set the last day. It was uh, it was a, right. It was an amazing journey to have with your friend. You know, I left for I wasn't on two seasons. Uh, I wasn't on third and fourth, but I came back and David was a big part of that. He called Josh and said, "You got to bring Kane back." And um, so it was a it was a it was a weird thing, man. It was so much fun in my life to watch my friend go through the motions that he went through and, and, and everything happened in his life. And I was there when he got married. I was in his wedding. I was there when his kid was born. I was there when he got the, you know, when he got the job. I was there, I was there a, a long time through this guy's life and to watch the, uh, the, uh, the, the arch and the, and the rise of, uh, of one of your good friends is such a fun thing to do. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that's... Was, yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, wonderful that you're able to share both personal and professional yeah, lives. it was. Yeah. Um, now, are you were you happy with the way that uh, your character Lindsay kind of developed and and uh, was taken out? This is not it's not live, is it? No. Fuck no, I'm not fucking happy with that. I think it was a pussy ass way for him to go out. I was killed by the gay karaoke demon. Exactly. And, and, and by the way, um, the guy that played Lauren, Andy Howard, is such a great friend of mine. And Andy was even upset. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this and that. He's a, he's a really, really great friend of mine. So it's like so we joke about it all the time. But um, I think uh, I think I'm upset how Lindsay went out. He should have been there for the final fight. But at the same time, um, Josh was very, very smart how he played it. Nobody saw that coming. America, like me, Probably thought Lindsay should be at the final fight. No matter good or bad, you need as much manpower as you can get. Right. But Josh was so smart to do that. So do I? Do I? Do I? Am I mad about it? Hell yeah. Yeah. Do I think it was the right move? Yeah, I do. 
I got to be honest with you. And plus, you know, the day, it was a very sad day when I died, and, and it was hard for me because I had to say goodbye to a character that I loved. Right. And uh, for Andy, Andy was in the room, and Andy had a problem with guns, and, you know, he had to shoot me, and it was, uh, it was, a, it was an emotional time for everybody, and, and uh, he handled it very well. And if I was going to die by somebody, I actually would have rather been by, by somebody like Andy, who's, who, like I said, is a close personal friend of mine. Right, right. Well, it's interesting yeah. that you feel that way because, essentially, as I recall, your character kind of felt the same way. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's like, I shouldn't have been killed. And I still feel that way. It's not that I'm, I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm not making any excuses. I still feel that way. I don't think that Lindsay should have died. I think, I think as much time as I put in on that show, uh, I should have been there at the final fight. But honestly, uh, you know, Josh, it's a funny thing with Josh. Josh tried to kill me a whole bunch of times, and, and it never worked. So, so whenever we got canceled, the day that I was talking about, the first thing out of his mouth was, now I'm going to kill you. And I finally went, okay. Yeah. And I just, you know. What are you gonna do? He was like, well, I, I go, how's it gonna end? When we got canceled, he goes, well, I'm killing you. And I go, all right. This one thing about Josh, man, it's why he's so brilliant in television is that as soon as he pumps up his players, the more publicity they get, the more famous you get off of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Angel, the quicker you are to die. Yeah. So you gotta yeah. be careful, yeah. man. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody went under the knife, man. And I was one of those guys that just. I wouldn't allow it. I love the character too much. And Josh, I think, loved the character as well. I mean, if I was going to die, I would have died, but he let me stick around, so it was cool. That's that's great. Uh, can I ask you a quick yeah. question about Close to Home? Mm, you can try. All right. Well, interesting character. You know, I think a lot of your fans were really happy to see that you were on show, on the show, you know, kind of on a weekly basis, yeah. but that yeah. you didn't get enough to do. And so your character died at the end of the first season. Was that planned well in advance, or? Yeah, well, I actually got a, I actually got a, yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a record deal okay. in Nashville, and I asked, uh, I asked everybody, and I asked Jerry Bruckheimer myself if I could leave the show, and Jerry was so nice. I mean, it, it could have been a bad thing for me, but Jerry was so nice. But I just, I just think that I think that I mean, Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer has never been anything but nice to me, and he was, I was so fortunate that he let me go on a show like that. The show was. I mean, I was number two on the call sheet. The show was about a family life at home at the end of the day. Right. And somewhere along the way, I guess CBS went, you know what, let's don't make it about that. Let's make it about the day. And, of course, my character was written out. I mean, I was in 10 of 22 episodes, and I'm number two on the call sheet. Yeah. So not a good role for me. Not not a role for me. And I, you know what, I knew, I knew it going in. I knew it wasn't the role for me. I'm not the guy that brings, so, you know, I'm not the guy that, 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 that sits around. And i got to be honest with you, and I apologize for all the, all the people that were fans of that show, but I'm not the guy that sits around holding the baby, grabbing a cup of tea for my wife. Right. I'm the guy out there with a freaking sword cutting people out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, it, it was not the role for me. Well, you know what? You could you could kind of tell that watching it, not not in your acting, but it was just like, what's Christian Kane doing this role? It doesn't yeah. it doesn't yeah. seem like a good fit. Yeah, and I can't and I, and I think and, 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 you know I was the best fit. I can't tell you the two people that I tested against. I mean, I won't, I won't even bring up their names. It didn't matter. They, 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 it was it was it was wrong. I was wrong. I was I was not casted right. I was wrong casting. Yeah, to be honest with you. And they didn't have anybody to fall back on because the two guys behind me were not even any better than that. They were they were the same as me. They're friends of mine. Right. So it was a weird deal. Anyway, I'm not talking. I don't care. I don't care about that show. Man. Yeah, yeah. But I love Jerry Bruckheimer. If I could work with Jerry Bruckheimer again, for I mean, he's such a cool cat, man. And we actually became friends. And he's such a great guy. Every kid wants to work with Jerry Bruckheimer. Sure. I mean, hell, I've worked with Spielberg. I've worked with Dean Devlin. I'm working with Bruckheimer. You know, and you want to, but it just was not the role. It wasn't. I didn't have a gun in my hand. And I think that you have to have a gun if you're working with Bruckheimer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they tried to do that. They tried to make the guy a cop after a long time, but it just didn't work out because. 
They said, no, 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 the viewers like him at home. I mean, they liked seeing me in that role. Right. They liked seeing me as the guy because they knew what I could do on the other side because all the angel things came over and watched that show. So they knew what I could do on the other side. They knew what I was, you know. So they liked seeing the, the vulnerable side of, 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 of me. But um, it wasn't for me, man. That's just not who I am. Yeah. I've never been that in life, and I don't think I'll ever be. Yeah. Well, that's why. That's enough about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why seeing you in Leverage seems to be it's so nice and refreshing because it seems like the perfect fit for you. Well, there's, 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 I, I don't want to say this and, and pigeonhole anybody else, but there's not a lot of acting going on on the show. It's just it's it's all about having fun. There's nobody there that's not that character. I mean, we, we really we just walk in and we say the lines, and sometimes we don't even say the lines. We just talk, right? You know, and it's it's so much fun because each individual is almost to the T that character. It's great. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so yeah, your your other passion is music, and your group is yeah. called Kane, and you've been together since what 1998. We've been together for God, is it that long? Yeah, I guess ten years now. That's right. Yeah, uh, it's Kane. Well, actually, it's Christian Kane now. So I'm using my own name. Okay. And um and so yeah, but we've been uh, we've been I've been playing music for uh, for ten years, man. And it's uh and it's finally uh, it's finally coming to a head, man. We're having a, we're having a good time with it. We're getting ready to finish the album, and um hopefully we go back up. We've been very fortunate to be picked up for a second season, so. Hopefully we'll go back up in uh, April, and uh, I will have a single out, which is going to be great. No, that's awesome, and and I believe your group yeah. just passed or almost passed a million and a quarter plays on MySpace. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing for, for for someone who's never had a. I mean, I've had a record, but for someone who's never released an album, that's amazing, man. That that's happened, man. We, I like. I'll say it. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. I have the best fans in the world and be it coming from music be it coming from angel be it coming from the acting it's unbelievable i'm out in vegas right now i'm actually launching my uh lingerie and bikini line excellent i'm called mavericks yeah we're out here with uh, abby farron and uh, she's a she's a designer out of dallas and uh, it's abby farron designs and she's also with uh, fortune denim and um she's given us she's we've been fortunate enough for her to give us she's, she's a kid at all the stars and she's been fortunate enough to give us a little uh, a little space here with me and my partner Heather Robinson. Excellent. And um, I'm out in Vegas right now at Magic, which is a you know where buyers come out and stuff like that. So it's it's unbelievable. I've got my hands in so much stuff, man. It's, I didn't even try; it just happened like that. It was just crazy. But yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, it's pretty soon. Mavericks.com, which is M-A-V-I-E-R-I-X. Okay. Um, you MavericksUSA actually dot com and um, and hopefully uh, there'll be some uh, there'll be some stuff coming soon. We've had a lot of people buy from us, and so uh, you, you hopefully it's going to be in a store near you, which is awesome, man. We've been very fortunate. I can't believe how much this has taken off. This is great. And Abby Ferrin, A B I F E R R O N, I believe she's just she's the best. She's like totally supported us the whole time. And so if it wasn't for her, we couldn't we couldn't have done this. So you know she's a local Dallas girl, just like I'm. You know born in born in Dallas. So that's it's awesome for her to help us out. So is there, last question, is there any chance of um, any of your music working its way into uh, any of the Leverage episodes? I promise you it will. <laughs> Good for you. Um, the, the third episode, actually, the two-horse job, that was me singing in the background. Oh, okay. You know what? I wondered about that, but yeah. I didn't know for sure. Yeah, more, more, more Than I Deserve was the name of the song, and that was me. But um, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm definitely I'm singing in the second second season, so it's going to be awesome. Oh, I'm going to cool. get to play and sing again, so it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, looking forward to seeing the season two. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, man, for supporting us. I really do appreciate it, man. We've, we've had such a good time. It's... And we are uh, we're, we're going again because of uh, because of you and everybody else, man. That's really we're very fortunate to have the people on our side that we have.
I mentioned, Christian Kane can currently be seen on TNT's Leverage series. Online, you can find out about him and his music at kanemusic.com or on MySpace. I'd like to thank Christian for his time today and to TNT for making the interview possible. And that concludes this edition of the podcast. I hope that you're doing well in whatever you do. And as always, I enjoy hearing from you, either feedback on the podcast or any questions you might have. You can send them to podcast at tvseriesfinale.com or you can call our listener line at 213-985-1014. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so for free. There's feed information on the website, or you can go to the iTunes store and search for TV Series Finale, and you'll find us under the free podcast. If you like the show and would like to support it, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast directory suits you. By doing that, you help promote the show and help other people to find it, which keeps it going. And of course, don't forget to visit the tvseriesfinale.com website for the latest cancellation news, petitions, last episodes, and reunion information for your favorite shows. I'm Trevor Kimball, and until next time, stay tuned.